Why is everyone listening to GlobalTalkRadio.com? Because it's the future of talk radio. Every day, more and more people are finding Internet Radio as not just an alternative media, but as a replacement to traditional AM and FM broadcast stations. Internet Radio offers a wider variety of programs, convenient on-demand listening that meets your schedule, and fewer commercial interruptions. And GlobalTalkRadio.com is already leading the way by matching this content with a highly targeted Internet audience. GlobalTalkRadio.com offers its listeners one of the widest programming varieties on the Internet, from business and finance to self-improvement, paranormal, health, literature, romance, politics, and more. There are also opportunities for prospective hosts who would like to host their own weekly or one-time talk shows. Want to learn more? Check us out at www.globaltalkradio.com and see the future of talk radio today. You're listening to globaltalkradio.com. The following program is provided for informational purposes only. The views and opinions expressed during the show do not necessarily reflect those of the station or the host. There are no guarantees to the information presented in this material, and the claims and results of any cannot be guaranteed. As always, you should consult with a professional before making any decisions that may impact your legal, financial, or medical well-being. This recording is copyrighted, all rights reserved. No portion may be used or reproduced in any way without express written permission. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Public Access Radio here on Global Talk Radio. Today's show is entitled The Lifestyle CEO Show with your host, Donna Maria Coles-Johnson. Hello, everyone. I'm Donna Maria Coles-Johnson, and welcome to the first Lifestyle CEO Internet Radio Show. Since this is our first show, I'm going to kick things off by sharing a little bit about how our show started and how we can help you. In case you're wondering, a lifestyle CEO is a person who owns a business not solely for financial reasons, but also to enjoy the benefits of entrepreneurship, independence, flexibility, and fun. Twelve years ago, just to give you a little bit of background, I was working in a traditional nine-to-five job. Actually, it was more like nine-to-ten at night, that is. I felt underappreciated, unchallenged, and my creativity was just not valued. It wasn't used at all. I felt like a machine. Not only was I in the rat race, I really was the rat race. And as I worked, you know, you'd think that all that hard work and all those hours would, would pay off in terms of some job security, but it really didn't. At every company where I worked, layoffs were common. For me and many of my coworkers, the financial incentives were great, yeah. But in the end, working 60, 70 hours a week, I mean, you hadn't, didn't have any time to, to enjoy your financial blessings. And what's more, I watched my colleagues get married and become mothers. I was not married at the time, didn't have any children. It was the furthest thing from my mind. But I was watching, and I watched them struggle with daycare, rush hour traffic, burdensome professional obligations. Their careers just offered no flexibility, and it significantly compromised family time. The trade-off just didn't look like it was worth it to me. So I decided that I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to work. I just didn't want to work the way I saw other people working. I wanted to work differently. So I decided to investigate starting my own business. By the end of the 1990s, I had had a couple of businesses and had actually returned to work a time or two so I could eat. (laughs) And then in 2000, I launched the Handmade Beauty Network to serve the business needs of companies that sell handmade beauty products like soaps and cosmetics and 
candles and aromatherapy products, everything that's good for your skin. And I've amassed a wealth of hands-on experience and met thousands of women who've had the, I've had the privilege of helping to combine their vision and their values to create their own businesses. To wrap it all up, I call myself and these women lifestyle CEOs because we are the CEOs of our lifestyles and our businesses, and we are enjoying both of them on our own terms. Did you know that a study released just this month by the Small Business Administration revealed that between 1985 and 2000, sole proprietorships grew at more, owned by women grew at more than twice the rate of sole proprietorships owned by men. And these women owned these businesses not just for financial reasons, but for lifestyle reasons. Many of them are head of household, and most of these businesses also out-earn the male-owned businesses. Now, I'm not trying to start any kind of a gender war here, but, folks, the facts speak for themselves. Women are starting businesses. We're building our own corporate ladders, and we're loving every minute of it. And with us today is one such phenomenal woman who is successfully managing home and business without compromising either. I'm pleased to welcome as the very first Lifestyle CEO radio show guest, Tamika McKim-Neblett. Tamika is the owner of Right Stuff Unlimited, a copywriting and design services company in Washington, D.C. Through that company, she manages eSourceful.net, an online community providing women with resources for living, learning, and earning. I love to say that. (laughs) She's also serving as an independent consultant for two different network marketing companies, and on top of that, she's a wife, a mother of two young children whom she homeschools. Okay, we need a siesta now after all that. Tamika, welcome to the Lifestyle CEO Show. Santa Maria, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, we're delighted to have you. Now, let's get right to it here. I, I want to answer one question, and that question is how do you do all that? But I'm going to hold off just so we can give our listeners some information about how you got started in your own business. Take us back to when you were employed full-time outside the home and bring us up to date from there. Well, like you, Donna Maria, I was working 9 to 5 or perhaps 9 to 11 p.m. I was working uh, for the federal government uh, providing some of the services that I do today. And I realized that I was spending more time working on things for the federal government and not as much time doing the things that I wanted to do. And I would bring that work home with me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'd rather not work around the clock. I'd rather leave my work at home and come home and enjoy my life mm-hmm. when I shut that door. In addition to that, I always knew, even from the time that I was in college, that I wanted to work from home, and I knew that I wanted to have a family. So mm-hmm. work for me was a stepping stone to reaching that point. After years of working there and not feeling completely appreciated for the things that I did and for all the time and effort I put into it, and then after finding out that I was expecting, I decided it was time to move forward and go ahead and start my own business. So I closed those doors and started my business in 1999. Well, 1999. So that's very interesting that you made the decision before even having children, long before, that you wanted to work from home. I knew before I even started working that one day I'd like to work from home. Wow. That, that's interesting. It's, it's, um, you must have watched other parents in your workplace knowing sort of deep inside your heart that you had a plan not to be where they were, huh? 
Exactly. Like you, I saw the people rushing to work from dropping the kids off at school, from dropping the kids off at daycare, and then trying to manage the assignments they had at work with their children's needs and their family's needs. And it didn't always work out to their benefit. It was very stressful for a number of people. Yeah, flexibility is such a big issue. So you started doing copywriting and design services from your home while you were pregnant with your first child. Is that right? That's correct, and it's a service that I had actually been providing for free to a number of friends mm -hmm. who were in business, and I decided to move forward and go ahead and officially start a business. Now, is that the kind of work you did for the federal government in your full-time job? Yes, that is the type of work that I did along with a number of other things that I did for the federal government. So um, how interesting is that, that you took your profession for which you were trained and worked mm -hmm. a traditional job for several years, amassed a lot of knowledge. I would imagine they trained you, and, of course, you, you, you exchanged a lot of hard blood, sweat, and tears for that. Yes. <laughs> but you got some good training, hands-on experience, a, a portfolio, and you were yes. able to transfer all that into your home pretty seamlessly, huh? Precisely, yes. And, in fact, while I was with the federal government, I was on track to become a manager just before I had left. And I knew deep down inside that I really wanted to take all those skills and work from home for myself. Now, how did you go about getting your first clients, Tamika? Well, as I said, I had already been providing services to some friends. Uh -huh. In addition to that, some people from the federal government ended up actually being my first clients because they enjoyed the work that I did when I was there. And when I left to uh, work on my own, I actually ended up having some projects from uh, some of the same organizations within the government that I worked for. So you were able to build your business two ways before you mm -hmm. even left your full-time job. You were cultivating relationships mm -hmm. as well as doing work kind of on the side for people that you knew in your personal life. Exactly. And then addition, in addition to that, just the traditional marketing that is normally done when you're starting a new business helped a lot in getting new clients. And I bet your graphic design uh, knowledge helped you create your own marketing materials without Certainly. having to invest those hard-earned dollars, huh? Exactly. Yes, it did. I knew how to go about creating those materials without spending a lot of money, and then I didn't have to because I had the skills to do it. Mm -hmm. And now you've moved on, including your graphics design work. You're working on eSourceful.net, and I just love to say, um, your sort of tagline there, resources for living, learning, and earning. you got to love all that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Well, during all the years of preparing and planning and starting my own business, I realized that success is just a matter of connecting to the right resources. And that success can be success as a home manager, as a home educator, as an entrepreneur, whatever you're trying to do. It's just a matter of connecting to the right resources. And that's what eSourceful.net is all about. It's about helping people succeed in whatever they're trying to do by efficiently connecting them to those resources that they need. eSourceful.net helps home managers, helps home educators, and helps entrepreneurs find other people who, who are either where they are where they would like to be or where they've been. So, for example, if you are interested in homeschooling and you're trying to find information and resources about how to get started, eSourceful.net will help connect you to the information about how you would go about getting started and to people who've already been there and people who have maybe already homeschooled all their children and they've moved on and they can tell you everything from start to finish. Well, now, now, mm -hmm. now, speaking of homeschooling, mm -hmm. you have two children, right? I do. And what are their ages? Uh, I have two children. Alexis is six and Darren is three. 
And you homeschool both of them? Yes, I do. And you run these businesses? Yes, I do. Two of which we haven't even gotten to, your network marketing companies. You're working with uh, two of those to start up soon. Okay, so we're going to get to my how do you do it all question. <laughs> and I want you to be ready to answer that one because I bet a lot of, of our listeners want to have some information about that. We're going to sure. take a quick break right now, but I want you to hold, hold that thought, Tamika, because I okay. know our listeners want to hear more about it. You're listening sure. to the Lifestyle CEO Show with Donna Maria, and we'll be right back. The Lifestyle CEO Show, everyone. I'm Donna Maria, and my guest is Tamika McCam Neblitz, Lifestyle CEO Extraordinaire. We're going to open up the phone lines in a little bit so we can take some questions from our listeners. If you can't call in, by the way, you can email your questions to me at dm at lifestyleceo.com. Now, Tamika, in addition to the businesses you started on your own, you are also an independent consultant for two network marketing companies. Tell me just a little bit about that. Yes, actually the network marketing companies complement what I'm already doing. I'm working uh, with a company that sells quality kitchen tools and then with another company that provides educational resources for parents who are helping their children learn at home. So you are you have found a way to combine, let, let me see if we get this right here because this could kind of sum it up for a lot of people. You have combined your professional background Mm-hmm. your personal interests, mm-hmm. your creativity, your love for your family, and you have combined all those things to create the kind of revenue stream that you can, you know, enjoy eating with. <laughs> right. <laughs> also enjoy your life and do everything from home where you're surrounded by your family and the things that you love most all the time. That's correct. I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, well... Okay, then say this better than me. Tell me about okay. how do you do all that? <laughs> how on the, on, in the world do you do all that? We all have 24 hours in a day, and I'm very interested, and I bet a lot of our listeners are too, to know. Tell me, a little, tell me your typical day. How about that? Okay, first of all, let me just say that it's all a matter of preparation and organization, and that guides how you spend your day. Now, this may not work for a lot of people, but it works for me. I rise early. I get up around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and I use that time for myself. That's before anyone else is awake. That's before the telephone is ringing. That's before there are any other distractions from what I'm doing during the day. Okay, so now, are you, are you, let me interrupt for one second. Mm-hmm. Are you a morning person by nature? I wasn't. I am now. Okay, good. So we can train ourselves. Please continue. (laughs) Yes, I found a way to make the morning work for me. Now, I take two or three hours to just relax and focus and do something that I enjoy doing, whether it's reading a book, exercising, or just taking a moment to focus on myself. And then in addition to that, I think about what I have to do for the day, and I start to prepare myself. When everyone else starts getting up, I spend time with them. I spend time with my two children. I spend time with my husband, and we see him off to work. And then it's time to focus on the children. I get them ready for the day, and 
by 8 o'clock or so, we're ready to homeschool. Mm-hmm. I homeschool for two to three hours a day. We take a break for lunch, and I'll take some time to check email uh, while the children are having some free time. And then I actually spend a little additional time with them while they're just kind of exploring and enjoying their environment. It's free, structured, what I like to call structured free time mm-hmm. for them. And then I spend maybe uh, three to four hours a day actually answering the phone, responding to email, and working. So I'm able to stretch out about 20 hours of work for the week uh, over the course of several days. And then whenever I need additional time, I'll spend additional time in the evenings after everyone has settled down, uh, or if necessary, I'll work additional hours on the weekend. So in the evenings, we're talking about 8, 30, 9 o'clock until you're uh, all worked out. Uh, no. Actually, uh, I'm finished with my work before 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I work pretty much in the afternoon up until about 6 p.m. So from 2 to 3 or 6 p.m., I'll actually work on the business at home. And then I actually have time with my family again. We'll have dinner. We'll share what we did during the day. We'll listen to my husband's story. We'll share our own. Mm-hmm. And then we have some family time with the children to read stories and just have fun. Sometimes we'll even go out. We'll take a walk. We'll go do something that everybody likes to do. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, around 8.30, 9 o'clock or so, it's time for everyone to settle down. And normally I'm able to settle down with them. If there's a lot going on, I'll let them go ahead and turn in and make sure they're all settled down. And I'll come back to my office and work uh, for another hour or two if necessary. Mm-hmm. But I try not to make a habit of that. When I do, though, my husband's very helpful. Um, when I do have to work additional hours, my husband is very helpful by uh, taking care of the children and helping them get ready for bed so that I can take those extra one or two hours to do whatever additional things I need to do for the business. Now, Tamika, I imagine that last thing that you said has got to be critical. That is finding support systems and people to help you. If, you, if, if you're not married, finding other people that can help you. Do, in addition to your husband, do you have other people that can help fill in that gap? Yes, I do. I have to say I'm certainly blessed to have my mother here with me now to help me. That was not always the case. Mm-hmm. But having my mother here, who happens to live next door to me, has mm-hmm. made a tremendous difference mm-hmm. in uh being able to just take the extra time whenever I need it during the day, like those three hours I, I have during the day to just focus solely on the business. During that time, my children are with my mother uh, playing games or walking or just kind of having fun with her, and I know they're well taken care of uh, during the time she's with them so I can focus on what I'm doing. Most people aren't fortunate enough to have their mothers live next door to them. I realize that. So that's where other organizations and and, uh, sources of support come into play. For example, I am a member of Mocha Moms, Mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful organization uh, to connect with other people, other like-minded people who understand where you are and who will support you in whatever you're trying to do. I would suggest to anyone who doesn't have someone available to them uh, during to, during the day to help out, to connect with an organization like Mocha Moms and find other people who'd be willing to work with them by sharing um, child care time and just offering encouragement and support mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. You know, for those of you who don't know, Mocha Moms is a national nonprofit organization, and you can visit the website mochamom.org for more information. Now, Tamika, I know that um, small business ownership, of course, is not for everyone, and you've done such a fantastic job of using your creativity to develop 
all kinds of structural formats that help you manage your home as well as your businesses. It sounds like it's quite a seamless thing, although I know there must be some, some bumps in the road every now and then. I'm wondering from a, from a, um, like a business planning perspective, what kind of challenges do you encounter in terms of things like uh, small business ownership, uh, health insurance, for example, um, any kind of, uh, you know, financial issues? Are you um, training with anyone to grow your business or have you developed investment relationships or anything to get startup capital? Tell me a little bit about those things. Okay, let's start with the the question about health insurance. Fortunately, I am covered under my husband's insurance, so that's not an issue for us. So that works out well. Now, in terms of other uh, financial issues such as startup capital, uh, again, that's not really an issue for me because I have made wonderful use of technology so that I can use a minimal investment and get a larger return on, on the time that I'm putting into the business. And I have realized how important it is to provide a service that that takes less time mm-hmm. on my part to mm-hmm. a larger number of people as opposed to focusing one-on-one, and that has really helped uh, grow my business. Now, I still do provide a number of services uh, one-on-one, but it helps a whole lot uh, to do things once and share those things with more people. And so eSourceful.net has allowed you to to do those kinds of things and reach as many people as visit your website and more. Exactly. With the information. Hmm. Exactly. That is, just, that is just fascinating. Now, tell me a little bit about um, eSourceful.net's um, specific categories. What, what can I expect to find when I go there to help me as a home manager and especially as a business owner? Yes. Uh, as a home manager, first let me, let me give you the categories that are available on eSourceful.net. Okay. We have information for home managers, information for home educators, entrepreneurs, and we're starting a new section for organizations. The home manager will find information simply about managing the home. Some of the questions that you're asking here today are answered on eSourceful.net. How do you do it all? How do you plan? How do you organize for efficiency? How can you accomplish all the things you're trying to do in one day? In addition to that, you'll find uh, support systems. You can log on and talk with someone online uh, by way of message boards. And another new wonderful service we're offering is the opportunity to actually talk over the Internet using software uh, that's available to anyone who joins. That way, uh, if you need immediate assistance with someone, you can get it immediately over the Internet as opposed to having to wait to drive to get to someone's home uh, for a support meeting or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the home educator, we're offering resources to help you find out how your child learns, find out how to key into the learning style and how to adjust your teaching style to uh, maximize the efforts you're making um, in educating your child at home. In addition to the printed resources that are available um, from the website, we also have a support group uh, for home managers that will meet online and also in person for people who are in the D.C. metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Businesses will find information on how to start, manage, and grow their businesses, and we're mm-hmm. looking forward to having a number of uh, guest speakers 
talk about how to accomplish uh, those things. In addition to that, we offer a number of inexpensive uh, resources for showing, promoting, and growing your business online and in print. Now, how can I join eSourceful.net? What's the, what's the membership fee? Anyone can access the information on eSourceful.net at any time. We've made that part of it free. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to connect to the online discussions that we'll offer, mm -hmm. or if you'd like to show, promote, and grow your business, there are fees. For the home manager, the fee is $40 per year, and that includes the software and any presentations that are uh, included throughout the year. You and you download the software from your computer? Yes, you download the software. You'll receive an email message from the eSourceful.net team, and you'll be able to download the software. Uh, same thing goes for the home educator. You download the software, and you're ready to go. For, for businesses who are interested in, in participating in eSourceful.net, you can apply for a quarterly membership at the rate of $125 per quarter, and that will give you access to almost unlimited resources for showing, promoting, and growing your business, from presenting your business online in an official presentation, in a slideshow or web show, uh -huh. all, the, all the way to mailing samples of your pro products or mailing information to anyone who joins eSourceful.net. And there are a number wow. of other wonderful opportunities, too many to mention in one hour, and you can find them all on eSourceful.net. That sounds fantastic. What an inspiring example, successfully combining your vision and your passion for the benefit of so many people and helping other people at the same time. Isn't that what life is all about? What That's a great resource. All right, everyone, please call us with your question or comment about managing home and business at 800-773-0355. We're going to go to break for a moment and then return with Tamika and two more women entrepreneurs who I'm proud to say are members of the Handmade Beauty Network. Then we're going to open it up for your questions. You're listening to the Lifestyle CEO Show, and we'll be right back. Joining me today on the Lifestyle CEO Show, I'm Donna Maria, and for those of you just turning in, you're in for a treat as we're here today to talk with and about moms who have started businesses not just so they can make money, although, let's be real, that is a consideration, but also so that they can have more time with their families and control over their lives. What precious commodities are they? Really, they've made a lifestyle choice, and that's what makes them lifestyle CEOs. They are the CEOs of their lives and their businesses. We're going to open up the phone line soon, so call us at 800-773-0355 with your question or comment, and we'll try to get to you. But first, we've been talking with Tamika McKim-Neblett, wife, mom, and owner of eSourceful.net, a resource for living, learning, and earning. I just can't say that enough. I think it sounds so great. I love it. Our next guest started businesses making and selling natural cosmetics, and let me also say that they're members of the Handmade Beauty Network, which is very near and dear to my heart since I'm the founder and president. It's actually how I got my start as a lifestyle CEO. HBN is a worldwide resource for anyone looking for cosmetics made using naturally sourced ingredients that are really good for your skin. 
We can't get enough of that. Moms need it all the time. You can visit HandmadeBeauty.com to get more information. And today we have two HBN members as our guests. Amy Oliver, a Michigan mom who owns CountryBeeSoaps.com, and Denise Jacob, owner of EffusionSkinCare.com in Georgia. Both Amy and Denise have their own stories to tell. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. Amy Oliver, let's start with you. I'm okay. so intrigued by uh, the little little discussion we had the other day that you made a decision to start your business even before you had your child. Tell me a little bit about your pre-countrybeesoaps.com life and how you made the transition. Well, I was working in a, in a computer industry in a job that I didn't love. Um, we knew, my husband and I worked together, we knew we wanted to have kids, um, but we wanted to, one of us to be able to stay home with them. Um, so as we were working in these, you know, corporate jobs, um, we decided that we would have the time and money to start a business then. Um, so we started laying down a foundation while we both had the, the money and the time and, um, because we knew once we had the baby, we weren't going to have either one of those. Now, how old is your baby now, Amy? Um, Gracie's eight months old. Eight months. And how old is Country Bee Soap? Um, we're on about our fifth year, about our Third year as an actual, you know, business, um, we started making soaps a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you decide on that? I would imagine when you started thinking about starting a business, maybe you had some a variety of different ideas and options that you were considering. How did you settle on just one? Uh, well, actually, we. My dad's a beekeeper, so I was looking into um, things that I could do with his byproducts, the beeswax and the honey, and because they're such good good products to have in, in skincare products. That's how we decided to go into soap. Um, I actually met a soap maker that had um, beeswax in her soaps, and that was intriguing because I had so much beeswax to use. Mm-hmm. So we started that way. Wow. And so um, your husband, has a, does he have work full-time outside the home? Yes, he does. And so you are at home during the day with your daughter and also running your business? Yes, I am. All right, and it's, how are you enjoying it? It hasn't been, it's been five years, but eight months with a baby. How's it going? Um, it's pretty hectic, more <laughs> hectic than I, than I had imagined. Everybody warned me, but I was like, oh, I can do this, piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, but, because before you had a baby, you'd been doing so many things, right? Right, absolutely. Yep, yeah, yeah, that, that changes everything, doesn't it? Oh, it does, it does. But it's, it's, been, um, it's been a joy, it's been fun, and... Um, even though it's hectic and you're working 24 hours a day, it's worth it. Yeah, and the holidays are coming. So are you going to be having some, some people to help you out, both with the baby and the business? Yes, yes. I have actually, my, my stepmom watches Gracie um, about one day a week for me, and um, wow. that allows me to get soap making done. Without help, I don't know how anybody could do this. That's right. I really think, I, I think about uh, Hillary Clinton's book, It Takes a Village. To raise a child, it takes a village to raise a business, I think. Yes, it does. Denise. Yes. EffusionSkinCare.com. What's the scoop? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Effusion Skincare basically started because um, my husband just cannot handle any man-made ingredients in his products. And so I just started making my own soap for him and for my family and started pairing it with um, homemade lotions and that sort of thing in 1999, and I did it just for my family until May of 2004 when my husband looked at me one day and said, you really need to bottle this stuff. 
Right. So that's basically how a fusion skincare was born. Now, so you guys, a- this is really interesting to me. Now, um, Amy started five years ago, so that would have been 2000, right? Yes. Denise started in 1999. Tamika, what year did you say there? 1999. 1999, and I launched HBN in 2000. Okay, are we feeling a trend here? <laughs> I'm feeling a trend. <laughs> Imagine that. Now, this is fascinating to me that the timing of the new millennium created not only new ideas but new opportunities. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. My email box is actually starting to fill up with questions, and the engineer is telling me we have some calls waiting, but first, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the risk. One of the most frequently asked questions I get from women is, my goodness, how on earth could I possibly give up my full-time job with all the risk involved? Amy, can you tell us a little bit about how you made that decision? I know you said your husband is working full-time, but still, after working for so many years yourself, how did you handle the risk associated with being an entrepreneur? Well, I'm definitely a very far cry from a risk taker. Um, My husband and I, since we planned this for um, a couple years beforehand, we we did a lot of paying off bills and and things like that, so that we knew that even though we'd be cutting our income basically in half, we would still be okay, and we'd still be able to pay our bills. And and as Country B is now being profitable you know, they can pay for, you know, country bees by itself and, and our my husband's money can pay for, you know, our own expenses. So and that's a nice word, profitable. You started in 99 and here it is, five, no, two, 2000 or 99, here it is five years later, 2000, and you're profitable. Right. So has five years been kind of like four to five years, is that kind of a magic marker for you? Um, yeah, in my head, that's what I was thinking. It was going to take that long. Um, so I'm glad that this year it's actually going to be a profitable year. But well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Denise, I want to hear a little bit about how you made that jump. How many children do you have first, Denise? I have two daughters. They're and how nine, old are they? Well, they're 9 and 12. Uh-huh. Um, and I also homeschool my girls. Wow. So you have, home, you, you have um, a great family life. I bet you have some uh, helpers there with your skincare products. Well, I do. They're actually a wonderful help, and I say that in all seriousness. They're, they're really who I depend on to help me with my business. And it's been fun because I realize I'm teaching my children about natural skin care, which is very important to me, and I'm also trying to teach the girls how to run their own businesses. Wow. Give me some practical examples of how you're able to do that as an entrepreneur. Well, for instance, you'll get a kick out of this. The other day, we got a solicitation for some lotion that was targeting my children. And my youngest, Leela, who's nine, read the ingredients and said, Ooh, I wouldn't put this on my body. Oh, my <laughs> And goodness. so I loved it because she recognized what was bad for her skin, and I felt like it was just wonderful teaching her that. And then they really like the idea of having their own businesses when they get older. And so I'm trying to teach them about being profitable and being smart about the way that you market your business and uh, learning how to do things in a savvy way. I like that, training the lifestyle CEOs of the future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is just great. Now, tell me a little bit about how you made the 
transition. Were you were you working outside the home full time before you started your business and had a family? Tell me a little bit about your story, Denise. I was a banker before I um, came home and had Virginia twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and um, never went back to work. I never really had a job outside of the home that I liked. And as I was at home with Virginia, it's the first time I ever felt happy to have a day every day. And wow. I never dreaded getting up and going to the office. You know, I mean, I always dreaded that, but I never dreaded getting up and taking care of her and doing what needed to be done around the house. Uh-huh. And it made me more creative because when I did stay home, we didn't have a lot of money, and that's actually a blessing because you have to be creative and you learn to make your your drapes and, you know, to make your skin care and things like that. And so you find these hobbies, and that's something I would tell people if you're interested in, find something that you're passionate about and your work will be fun. Uh-huh. And also you're already in it. And so for that reason, it's just it just blossoms into a business. Wow, what a great story. I'm just absolutely floored by the creativity and inspiration. I just feel such an incredible energy here. I have to tell you, we've got some questions. We're going to come back and take those. I also want to encourage people, just because we do have some questions waiting, don't let that stop you. 800-773-0355 is our toll-free call-in number. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Donna Maria, and this is the Lifestyle CEO Show. Don't touch that mouse. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us here live on the Lifestyle CEO Show. I'm Donna Maria, and we're talking to Tamika McKim-Neblett of eSourceful.net, Amy Oliver of CountryBeeSoaps.com, and Denise Jacob of EffusionSkinCare.com. All of them mothers turned lifestyle CEOs who are both home managers and business owners and having a blast. We're going to open it up for questions now. I actually want to go ahead and take a An interesting question I received here on my email. This question is from Katara in California, and she's enjoying the show today. I'm just going to read the question. Actually, Tamika, it's directed at you, so I'm going to let you take this one away. Uh, She says she returned to work two weeks ago from maternity leave. Congratulations, Katara. And she's having a difficult time. She was able to be home with her first child, but circumstances are a little bit different now, and she wants to be home with both of her children managing her own business. And her question is, how difficult was it for your family to downsize to one salary, and what steps did you take to make that a smooth transition until your business started to pick up speed? Tamika, how about that? Okay. Well, at the time that I was planning to start my business again, as I mentioned, I was expecting. So we were already planning for me to take some time off, and we had made financial preparations for that. In terms of downsizing, you have to keep in mind that the time that you spend 
the gas money that you spend, uh, the, the wardrobe that you purchase, and other things that uh, you spend money on in relation to, in relation to getting to work and uh, working in general are all expenses that are eliminated when you come home. So that's one thing to keep in mind. In addition to that, if you'd like to come home and start your business, start preparing for that now, do the calculation and find out exactly how much money you would not have if you return home. Because a lot of times it actually works out to your benefit to be at home. The money that you spend on child care, in addition to all those other things I mentioned, like your wardrobe and gas and so on, actually turns out to take a whole lot of, of your um, expendable income away. So I would focus on that first and then just uh, start to prepare financially, find out how much additional money you will need uh, in addition to what your husband brings home and, and work from there. That's, a, that's really um, very eye-opening to see in detail the expenses that we spend working outside the home. We don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Amy, you, you've also started your business kind of around uh, child bearing kind of issues. Can you comment on that? Um, well, I totally agree. There's there's so many times where, you know, you're paying for the daycare and you're paying for the wardrobe and the food and eating out, and when you're home, you don't have any of that. And it may be hard, but you don't have that, that expense, and that's what's really helped us a lot, just mm -hmm. saving all Great. that money. Wow. Well, that I hope that helps you, Katara. I hope you, you hang in there because, as you can see, it can be done. I think, uh, as uh, uh, Tamika said earlier, it really just depends on how bad you want it and how creative you're willing to be. Right, Tamika? That's correct. And we made it. I, I'd also like to add that um, at the time that I left my job, I was in my 20s, and people thought I was absolutely out of my mind because I was headed for a position that would pay $60,000 a year. Mm. and I decided to come home. And I've been able to replace that income, mm -hmm. uh, the income after taxes and after commuting and eating lunch out and, and that whole thing. I've been able to replace that at home. Wow. I, I remember it's so interesting. People thought that I had lost my mind when I left my job, and I remember I'll never forget the day my father looked at me and his lips did not move, <laughs> but the words that came out of his mouth were, you cut your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that feeling, and uh, I'm glad my, my father is, is not unhappy about that decision anymore because I think he sees his daughter happy, and what could make a parent happier than to see their child happy doing what they love and still able to uh, eat. So it's a good thing. Listen, we've got another question here from a woman in New Jersey who just didn't want to be on live. So she's emailed her question to me, and here we go. These women all say their businesses are profitable. Do they pay for advertising, or how do they do their marketing? She's interested in some marketing tips. Denise, can you share some? Well, it's funny because I was just doing that yesterday. <laughs> um, there are a lot. I'm an e-business, and there's a lot on the web that you can get connected with within your own uh, niche. Um, you really don't have to spend thousands of dollars on advertising, especially to start with, and um, go out there and Google what you do and find um, networks much like uh, eresourceful.net, um, eSourceful, I'm sorry, .net, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, and go out there and network with other people, and I'm finding that there are lots of women out here that, that do what we do, and we're all very 
excited to connect with one another. Right, and are you, tell me some of the networking groups that you belong to, Denise, and how they help you. Well, of course, I belong to Handmade Beauty Network, which mm -hmm. is wonderful in that I find a lot of uh, my sources there, and then you, being an attorney, have helped me with so many issues, and that has just been huge because it's really hard to find an attorney that knows what I'm doing like you do. Oh. Um, that's been wonderful. And then uh, I've joined Organic Consumers, Mm -hmm. which is great, and you can go on to Organic Consumers and wherever you are, put in your area code or what you're looking for, and they'll come up with local businesses that are uh, looking, have what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So that's been great for me. Um, also, um, there's a wonderful woman here locally that has a business, and she sells um, everything it takes to make your own bread and and live a healthy lifestyle, and it's um, she's been wonderful for me because she loves my skincare products. So I've done a lot of uh, uh, teaching through her company and that sort of thing, which the basis of my business tends to be from you know her customers. So it sounds oh, that that is critical, and I think that might help this caller in New Jersey. What you're describing there is. Uh, almost like women's natural affinity for networking and utilizing those fun networking friendships and business relationships to, to make creative ways to generate sales for your business. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, because um, that's what makes work fun. So for and the caller in New Jersey, um, if you have friends, colleagues in other industries, bread bakers, whatever they may be, who are also small businesses, you can sort of cross-pollinate each other by educating her customers on what it is that you do and vice versa because that co-marketing, partnering, co-branding kind of thing, which is so valuable if you own your own business, you can do that. Absolutely. Amy, how about you? And I've seen your products on other people's websites uh, for sale at least once or twice. So is that is that something that's helping you as well, networking and partnering with other women? Yes, absolutely. And I'd, I'd like to add, too, we're, we're members of the Botanical Elements Trade Association, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's been a wonderful opportunity for us. They do group ads. Um, this would be the first year that we're actually advertising. Oh, great. Um, and so we're hoping that, you know, pays off. I'm sure it will, especially with Tracy over there. It's just wonderful mm -hmm. to work with. Um, but, yeah, networking is definitely the, the best thing to do. Um, probably sometimes maybe even better than the advertising because you're getting, you're saturating your, um, your local market that way. Right, right. And so doing your marketing. Give me some examples of some low or no-cost marketing. I think the caller wanted some information, too, about how she can do this kind of networking and not spend any money. Do you have any examples of that? Um, well, definitely, like Tamika said, doing your Google searches and, and online is, is so, so valuable because mm -hmm. that, that's no cost to you. And it's just getting the people, you know, getting your demographic right of how where the people that you want to target. Right. It's easier online now. Right, right. How fascinating is that? I've got some more questions here. Actually, again, people are coming through on my email here. I'm going to find a really good one and uh, see, see what we have here. Um, let's see. All three of my guests today have websites. Let's ask this question. This one is from Terry 
in South Carolina. I'd like to start a business, and I have been told that I need to have a website. Is that true? And if so, where can I go to learn about getting a website on a budget? Denise, what do you say about that? Well, my business is strictly web-based, and um, I think it's imperative for people working from home because it's just a wonderful way to run your business. Um, I have a girlfriend who is my webmaster, and she and I did a lot of bartering, and she's been really wonderful to help me. My website was not super expensive, and um, I just can't say enough about it. Um, It's just made all the difference. The first year through my website, my business uh, paid for itself. And then the second year, you know, we're, we're working in the black. So I think a lot of that is due to the fact that you've got the low overhead of your website. You don't have to worry about a retail center. And, again, that just makes it that much easier to work from home. Right. Tamika, what do you say? I know that you've done some website design services in the past. Yes, I have, and I agree. It's absolutely imperative that you have a website, especially when you're working from home, because it's going to save you so much time. It'll save you a lot of money, and it will help you reach a lot of people a lot faster. Uh, In terms of finding out how to uh, create a website, I have information on my website uh, under the entrepreneur section, and I'm actually doing a feature next month on building a website for your business, so I hope that helps uh, the caller who had had questions about how. But then in addition to that, I would just say that uh, it's an excellent way to get your information out uh, without spending a lot of time on printed or money on printed resources. So my question for you, Tamika, we've got another question here, and I'm going to ask you this one because you also uh, work in a couple of network marketing companies. Mm -hmm. The caller says that it's fun, but it's hard to compete with other home party hosts in her community. How can she make her party stand out? We have about 60 seconds for an answer there if if you can do that. Yes, I would say be very creative and don't go with the traditional model uh, that the network marketing company uh, gives you. Use those as a starting point and then key into what is most interesting uh, for the audience you're targeting. So use their model as a starting point and then just kind of create your own completely out-of-the-box different uh, sort of party. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That, that's key because the, the network marketing companies do have a vast amount of information to get you started but making yourself stand out is something that in, in the competitive arena of home parties and things has just got to be critical, I would imagine. Well, that's going to have to be our last question for the day. Thank you to my guests, Tamika McKim-Neblett of eSourceful.net, Amy Oliver of CountryBeeSoaps.com, and Denise Jacob of EffusionSkinCare.com. Visit their websites and handmadebeauty.com to get more information about products and services you can use. And if you'd like to take your vision to the next level and start your own business, join us in January 2006 here in suburban Washington, D.C. for the first ever Lifestyle CEO Conference. We've planned an entire day of information just for you, plus a keynote luncheon, continental breakfast, and the powerful tools you need to successfully combine life and business without compromising either, and guess what? We have child care. Until next time, build your own corporate ladder, create the life you love, and visit me at lifestyleceo.com. <laughs>